Hello, welcome back to the Purple Psychology Podcast. This is Nisha O'Reilly here, and we're on episode 104, and I'm going to talk about faith and belief. So I first started thinking about this idea because of an article I read on Young, and it was five elements for happiness. I'm probably going to add a sixth element. The first one was good mental health. So being what you choose to become, so this idea that you're not just the sum of your experiences, you're what you learn from each one of those experiences and who you choose to grow to be. The second one was better relationships. Um, Jung quite often saw people as chemical reactions. I think I see them as magnets. The third one was appreciating beauty around you, who looks outside dreams, who looks inside awakes. The fourth one was a good living and work standards. So this idea of working for your passion rather than just going through the motions. Kindle a light of meaning in darkness of being. The fifth one was believing in something bigger than yourself. I find that my thoughts circle around God like the planets around the sun. This really struck a chord with me. Around the same time, I read a book at Christmas um, called The Harbour Within, which is by a woman called Sister Consillo. She's an Irish woman who, um, since the 1970s, basically has helped about 70,000 people in Ireland with addiction problems. Reading the book... Um, She has an extraordinary faith and belief and a sense that things are always going to work out. And I suppose it's this sense of believing in something and knowing that you're going to manifest what you need, the situations are going to arise, the people are going to cross your paths, whatever it is. But there's this sense of something bigger than yourself and not needing to worry about how something is going to come about, but that it just is. She started off um, in a very small way and and very quickly outgrew um, the situation. So she started to meet what she calls road men. These were these people um, in Ireland who travelled to her, who were all estranged from their families. For me, I think, in Ireland, reading this book, there's a part of you that still sort of cringes because we have an association in Ireland of a huge amount of judgment coming with religion. And religion is something that divides and separates people. And reading this book, for her, it gave her um, an outstanding belief in people and a sense um, of accepting people for how they were, but also in treating them in how you wish them to become, which really resonated with me. And so in the beginning, um, because there were so many men calling to the, the convent day and night, she started off in the library because it had an outside door and it wasn't inconveniencing all the other nuns. And one of the other nuns won uh, 10 pounds by collecting three stars in a surf packet box, um, which is a type of soap powder here. And that 10 pounds um, paid for the first teacups for them so they could sit around and have tea and biscuits and, and talk out um, the challenges that these men were having. In 1972, she went to an auction and bought a site for £49,000, which was a huge amount of money at the time, and had no idea how the money was going to come about to build her first centre. Her centres are called um, Kunvir. And it was, in fact, it was her family members, one of her brothers, that did most of the building work on her initial centres. And literally, on on a Friday, she knew that she needed the money on a Monday and had no idea where the money was going to come from in the investment. And obviously, a number of people that she'd helped over the years um, came together and found an investor for the centres. But she still always had this unwavering belief that everything was going to work out for her. And I suppose there's a great sense of comfort in that, in being able to step outside yourself, and when, especially when you want to do things that are difficult, and you do want to jump off the cliff, 
not always worrying about how they're going to work out. I think a lot of people get wrapped up on the idea of wonder, wondering about how they're going to do things rather than that they are going to happen. And since January as well, I've got into listening to a huge amount of meditation um, and I've been using a, an app called Insight Timer, which I can't recommend enough. I have a lot of students using it now. And it's, there's a hugely diverse spectrum of meditations on it. There's timer meditations or there's guided meditations across a whole range of topics. There's a sense that whatever you want to believe in or whatever you want to channel into, that it can help you to visualize something beyond yourself. There's also um, a whole section for children as well. So there's a whole spectrum of ages that you can use this with. And for me, what I've also realized, that it's, this is the sixth point for me and happiness, it's really important to have people in your world that you can actually talk about those ideas on your level and communicate those beliefs and those understandings and those synchronicities to um, openly and to have people in your sphere that you can talk about um, those concepts to because that adds a sense of self um, in the concepts and it helps you to feel because nobody can grow within a vacuum. It's really important to have people to connect with in your world. Um, I also saw the film Walk With Me, which is on a Zen Buddhist master and a Zen monastery where a lot of people travel to. I struggled a little bit with this film. Um, there was a timer that went off every 15 minutes um, with the idea of helping people to live in the moment and realign and stop what they were doing and to reconnect with the moment of time and to not just allow time to sort of evaporate over their heads. Um, I couldn't help feeling that if you really wanted to do this, you'd just set a timer on your phone. But in, in all of the work that I have, have seen and a number of books that I've read in the last few months and going back to people like Jung and Einstein, they all, I feel, succeeded and had a sense of calmness within themselves and a sense of allowing the next steps of the process to unfold for them because they did have a belief in some concept that was beyond their control and bigger than them that would allow them to, would facilitate them in going forward. And I suppose when you start to channel into those synchronicities and you start to see the coincidences, you start to see the opportunities and you become aware of it and you start to look and why certain people have maybe come into your life and crossed your path. I think it opens something up for you and it opens up a channel um, that allows you to, to stop worrying about the small, finite steps of doing something and to look at the big picture. And some people are naturally quite good at looking at the big picture and some people um, can get entrenched in the details. And I think this sense of belief and faith stops you from becoming entrenched in the details and thinking about um, the people, uh, the purpose, your relationships as a whole in your life, what you were really seeking, what you were looking for, what you really value. They start to, to make you ask bigger questions, um, which I think is hugely beneficial. And I, so I, I do agree with Jung that that sense of something beyond yourself is hugely important for your own comfort and sanity to a certain degree, especially in a society that does feel so pressurised.